Morning, Rabbi Sai. Let's continue the sugya that we started yesterday. A very exciting sugya. And that was the sugya wearing a yamulka. We mentioned yesterday the famous Taz and uh, Marshal Machloikas, whether or not wearing a yamulka is something that is Me'ika Adin. For those English people out there, like, what's it? A couple? Okay. Let's go with the word yamulka because that's the Mako we said yesterday. So, um, it was a machlekes between the Taz and the Marshal. Is it Mekadin, like the Taz? Or is it something which is a Midas Chasidus, like the Marshal? How do we pass on Allah HaLemaisa? So, we pass on Allah HaLemaisa. Interestingly enough, the, uh, the Ramosh has a tshuva, by the way, which we'll discuss in a moment. So, Ramosh has a tshuva in Erechaim Chelek Gimel Simon Yud base, where he brings down a bunch of different shailas, which some of them we'll get to in a moment, but he also says, Avada Navada Zogomoshu we paskin like Shitas Hataz, which means that it's a mi'ika hadin, it's a lav bin for a person not to wear a yamaka. It's a very homo, very stringent, very important halacha for a person to remember. The Mishnah Bur, the Eilige Chovetz Chaim, Schosen Yuganaleni, also basically says it very clearly in the beginning of Simon Basin or Chaim that we paskin like Shitas Hataz, which basically means that if we paskin like the Taz, the, by the way, the Zoya brings down as well, those of you that are planning to go like Boime, and we've been already, and I'm sure Mitzvah Shem will try to go again because any opportunity to go to Meron, we always do. The Reb Shimon, but you have to know what Reb Shimon says about many things, right? One of them is eating before davening, and the other one is over here as well. Dalad Amas without a Yamulka. The Zoya says terrible things about a person, and the fact the mice, even though we mentioned Gemara's yesterday as well. The post can bring down that that avada avada a person has to wear a yarmulke the whole time. So what's the midas chasidus that we find in the Gemara? The midas chasidus is less than daladamas. In other words, mikadin if you're going more than daladamas, you have to wear a yarmulke. If you're going less than daladamas, then anyway, it's a midas chasidus to wear a yarmulke. In that case over there, chachamovadia, chachamovadia brings down in Yabi Omer that he says that, he says, if you want to look this up, and if, you, if you've got the Gvaldiga patience to go through pages and pages and pages of Marmachimus, that he did all Balper, which is unbelievable. Chacham brings down in Chelik Daladin in Yabiyah Oma, Simon Aleph, the first Simon over there, that he says an interesting thing. He says, even if we don't paskin like the Taz, let's say you could say that we don't paskin like the Taz, and therefore you don't have to worry, Yamaka. It's not Lav Daraisa. Since all of Klali Sol wear a yarmulke, it is a symbol of a Yid. And a Yid wears a yarmulke, and therefore it's a strict obligation, is the Lashon of Chacham Avadia, not in the English word, but you get the idea. That is what is going on over there. So that's a very, very important thing. There are obviously chuvas which I'm not going to go into now. Rav Moshe talks about it in that chuva that I mentioned before, about a person that goes to work without a yarmulke, he won't get a job, he won't get the interview. I don't know how Nogaya that is, by the way, nowadays, because... You know, you've got all sorts of laws and everything, especially in America, because of religion, freedom of religion and freedom of who knows what, freedom of speech, freedom of who... Freedom, what? Freedom of... Yeah, Shemir 2022. You've got freedom of everything. So it's very hard to say that there's a company out there that will not accept you, not, not take you on as a job, because you are wearing a yarmulke. So I don't know how Nagaya there is, but obviously if it is Nagaya, to any of you... In the near future, contact your local Orthodox rabbi to make sure you know what to do in that case. Okay, so that is the Shaila over there. Now, some interesting halachas that I want to get to, and then I told you I got a Gavaldiga Maisa for the Olam. Yeah? Is anyone with me? Okay. So, like this. First of all, why do, we, why do many people in Klal Many people in Klal wear black yarmulkes? 
Right? It's interesting. Why, why, what's Pshat? That the, the Olam seem to take on black Yamukas. I'm not saying that everything else is not good. I'm just saying, why is it that most of Kali Yisrael were black? What's that? So what? To make oh woof, right here. This was already way before the BLM whole situation came into power. To say that what's pshat? So the Kitzah Shulchan Aruch brings down that the reason why we were black is is it's a it's an Indian of Vanova. It humbles a person. So you saw that right? A person wears black. It humbles a person. They once came. They once came to my Rosh Hashiva of Scheinberg, Zatzal, and they said, Are you, is there a problem wearing a kippah suga? Right? A problem wearing, what about knitted yamulka? You know, all of these things. And you know what he said? He said, the ikka is what's in the head, not what's on top of the head. That's the ikka. Doesn't make a difference what's on top of the head. The ikka is what's inside the head. All right, all right, all right, all right. They asked, they asked once from Chaim Kanievsky, are you allowed to wear a see-through yarmulke? I never saw such a thing before. But if you have a see-through yarmulke, right? I guess like a plastic, you know, hard, I don't know, whatever. So, and he said, if I there's no problem with that any whatsoever. Okay, Rabbi Sai. Couple of halachas to remember. Playing sports. Rabbi Sai. Playing sports or Munagay now. If you're working out in the brand new gym that is being built right now. Is that... Is there any heta for a person to take off his yarmulke? So they asked this question. It's printed in a tshuva in Shulchan Halevi from Hagoin Rabelski Zatzal. And he wrote, Chas v'sholim. For a person to take off his yarmulke when he's playing sports, when he's working out. Forget. Chazal tell us it's a school of a year when a person wears his yarmulke, and therefore if a person wants to be matzliach zukrabelski in what he does, then Avadi should be wearing a yarmulke, take off your yarmulke, you're kilu being poet that rotsen of Yerushamayim, and therefore a person should not do that, and it leads to light-headedness. To go into a shul, by the way, without a yarmulke is even worse of an issue, because as we mentioned yesterday, the whole makar of putting a yarmulke came from the Taz, which said, told us about what the goyim used to do, so to walk in is a problem. To remove your yarmulke for a few moments when you're putting your tefillin on, that is okay. Right, Dovi? Yeah. While you're putting on your tefillin and you take off your yarmulke just for a moment, that is not a problem. Some people don't. But to take it off it would be permitted in that case. That would not be a problem in that case. Now, moving on as well, when you're learning and you're listening to a shi'i, or you're learning yourself, you should do so obviously with a yarmulke, right? Which is the Shiloh, whenever you're in a barber and you want to chazer over, let's say, the, the daf that you did yesterday, or the omer that you learned yesterday in Bikirs, or the toasters that you learned in Ian, whatever it may be. So you have to be careful because you haven't got a head covering, also you have a tilis a dime, so you shouldn't really do that. I don't want to go into that like, when you're allowed to learn, when you're allowed to learn, with Shandik as a Gavaldik, a in the bathroom that we're not going to go into. Yes, sir? You should put it back as soon as possible. When you say the bracha, very good. Morning saying a good aura, by the way. If you're taking off your yarmulke to put in your tefillin, which is fine, make sure when you're saying the bracha, it's back on. Right? Don't figure it out. Huh? Not like that? You can say the bracha without? Where does it say that? Who says that? Okay, uh, I don't know. I never saw it myself, but I hear. You have to check him in on him. saying one bracha anyway. That's true. Well, not all Svadim. Some Svadim. Yeah. Yeah. Can't hear. Uh, too much noise. Yeah. Well, you take your sleeve. You take your sleeve. You can use the sleeve. You can't use your hand. You can use the sleeve. Yeah, both. Right to Rabbi Sai, sleeping, sleeping with a yamulka. The Mishnah brings 
Ta'ilik Kudush. Anyone that was Zoycha to go to Tiberia by the Rambam, you've got the Ta'ilik Kudush. It's unbelievable over there. Gewaldige Tfilis HaShloch for children. It's Gewaldig. The Shloch Kudush brings down the Mishnah. Brewer brings it, by the way. It's all one thing to say the Shloch Kudush brings it. I don't know if Paskin like it. The Hovitz Chaim saw fit to bring this Shloch. We don't find that the Mishnah Brewer brings every Shloch Kudush that he brings down. But Akaponim over here, the Mishnah Brewer does, that he said that a Chosid. A chosset sleeps with a yamulka. Right? A chosset, the definition of a chosset is not what you wear on Shabbos. The definition of a chosset is someone that goes lifnimishur as it in, goes, as they say in English, beyond the letter of the law. Then you are wearing a yamulka. So Mishra brings this Kabbalah Shlach over there. Interesting Shaila. If you finish with a yamulka and you bought a new one, what do you do with the old one? You put it in Shimus? So the Meister say you can put it in the garbage. Right, it's not a din of a tashmishi mitzvah, which we're not, which is a whole different sugya. Whether it's tefillin bag and the plastic of the tefillin bag, and you know all those sorts of things. How far does it go? Okay, fine. Rabbi said, how big does the yamaka have to be? What is the size of the yamaka? So many svar mekdoshim the chazanish the stipler bring down that the yamaka should go on rive of your head, the majority of your head. The remoshes chuva brings down. But as long as, you can, as long as you can see it from all four directions. Now, there's not shot if a guy's wearing it and he's facing a certain direction. Like, hold on a second. Is it going to yarmulke? You don't know. That's a remosha is a problem. It has to be something that is seen from all directions. Ravadia in the Chuvan, Rabbi Aoyna brings down as well that the shear is what? That looks like a from yid. Whatever looks like a from yid, whatever people are wearing is from a yidin, that people see that you are wearing yarmulke, it's very, very important. And Ravadi explains that he's so of wearing a yarmulke is not necessarily for the oilam. This is a very big aside. He says it's for us. He says it's not shut we're doing yarmulke for somebody else to see in the bit, the size and whatever. It's really for us. And he says a gavaldik aside because the dasikeni mibale toisvus brings down about the sugya of Yaakov and Esau by the brachas that we know that Yaakov when he took the brachas was wearing Esau's coat. Right? That's why he put on the fur, he put on the coat, whatever it was, so that his father would be able to, t- you know, to, to feel him, and that's the whole you said over there. So that's Kenny Baratos for says the Gabaldi Gazach. He says, Why do you have to wear the coat? Right? It was a famous Zach, it had animals on it, it looked real, it brought the animals to Esau and Nisada, Kansa Zach. So that's Kenny Baratos says, Why did he have to wear it? He could have just held it in his hand and put it over him. He says, Amotiki Sait, he says that when a person wears something, it affects who he is. Yaakov at that moment wanted to act for a few moments, just to be able to, to you know, get the brochas, act like an Aesop. In order to do that, he had to wear, das he had to wear Aesop's coat to enable him to some kind of feel and get the emotions and get the, the behavior of Aesop. In fact, I remember uh, a number of years ago being told by a, um, a teacher in America, a rabbi in America, who told me that there was a certain school in New York can't remember the name, that's irrelevant, that they had a rule. Every Rosh Chodesh, the rule was you had to wear white shirts. Right? Generally it wasn't. On Rosh Chodesh, you had to wear a white shirt. And they made a study, which they saw clearly. And that was that every Rosh Chodesh, the behavior in the classes was so much better than it was during the other days of the week. Because when naturally a person was wearing a white shirt, it reminded him of Shabbos Kodesh. And it gave him a certain... 
Rabbi said, the Olam is very, uh, I know the gym is here, just, just, just stay, stick with me, Rabbi said, a few more minutes, a few more minutes, a few more minutes. So he was wearing, the white shirt reminded the kids of that Shabbos, you know, that calmness and everything else. And in fact, Be'etzem, it's a Mephusha Gemara, the Gemara talks about in Baba Kama, talks about Tom and Mood, all about the Sugyas over there, there's a famous Rogat Shabbos, Petaf Naspaneach, that goes through the Sugyas and says that we find that a person's clothing definitely affects who he is, and that the Makor of this comes from the Das Kenimi Balitoshis. I just want to end with one last Gavaldiga Maestro, I say, which is very important because sometimes we're very conscious of ourselves and how we look, and we think that we have to portray a certain image to other people. And if we don't portray that image, it's going to do bad to us, and we're not going to get the job, or we're not going to make the money, or we're not going to get the shidduch, all sorts of things that people have in their minds, wherever they are in the world, and whatever stage they're up to, that they think they have to portray a certain message. And without realizing that there's a Rabbani Shadolam, about we have to ishtadlus, about sometimes we have to do certain things, but ultimately there's a Rabbani Shadolam who runs the world, and we have to realize that. And the following story is a true Maisa, which I said last time, I said the Shir also, which is a Gavadiga Maisa. The Maisa goes like this. If you want to become a judge... In America, there is a certain, there's a way, there's a protocol, there's a halach of how to become a judge. You have to go through a whole rigorous stage of learning, and eventually how it works is they pick certain people, they pick 50 people from, you know, the few hundred people that are trying to become a judge, they pick those 50 that get the best results, and they move them on to the next stage. At the next stage, they get, you know, passed through tests and all sorts of exams and all sorts of whatever it is, and eventually out of that 50, they get 20 so you can imagine there's hundreds and hundreds of people trying to become a judge. It eventually gets picked to 50. It eventually goes to 20. Out of those 20, they take, and they take those 20, and they give them exams, and they put them through a whole system, and eventually they get to 5. When they get to 5, they go down, and eventually gets to 3. Out of those 3, they go to the big judge house, wherever it is, and they get the final exam, out of that, two of them are going to be picked out of the three. So you've got hundreds of people, and two judges will eventually come out, and those people are going to get jobs. It's a very high-paying, very influential job to have. So there's a big demand, a lot of people. There was one from Yid that was in that group of hundreds and hundreds of people, desperate to become a judge, from Orthodox Jew, and he makes it all the way to number three. He gets the last stage. He managed to get through every single stage. He passed all of his exams with flying colors. He did amazing. And he got to the last three. And he was going up to the, uh, you know, to this judge house in order to get the final exam that would choose only two out of the three. One person would walk out feeling very bad that he didn't make it. Of course, he can get a job somewhere else, but not the main job that they were looking for. So here's this guy, this from Yid. He gets to this big judgment building, whatever it is. Right? It's very impressive. It's very scary. And he's got the following Shaila. He has a yarmulke on. Does he leave it on or does he take it off? Right? I don't know. Do these people care? Do they not care? You know, is this something that's going to affect their judgment? Are they going to pick me because of that? Maybe I'm a from here because oh, he can't work on Shabbos or what? We need someone like that. Who knows what they're going to say? So he didn't know what to do. So as he walks into the front, the, the front building, right, the, the main door, he takes off the yarmulke. He says, I can't wear it. He can't, I can't do it. It's not I'll, I'll put it on straight after. He says, there's a ceiling, so there's a hatter. I heard once, it's okay, it's not a big deal. Fine. He gets up to the first floor. He says, you know what, that's not right. I can't do this. The says, puts the yarmulke back on. He gets to the floor after, he says, no, I can't do this. He takes it back on. He goes upwards, forwards, backwards and forwards. He doesn't know what to do. Until finally, the Maisa, he decides, I'm putting it on. That's it. And he goes to stand in front of the main judges. He does whatever he has to do. And he's rejected. The other two were picked. And he was, not, and he was so upset. 
And he said, can I ask you a favor? But could you, could you tell me why you picked those two over me? I really want to know. What did I do wrong? They said, listen here. We have cameras from the minute you walk into this building till when you get to this room. We want to watch the behavior of the people that are coming in. To be a judge, you've got to be someone that's very, very sure of yourself. You're not worried. You're not I'm, I'm sure. You've got to be sure. You're a judge. You've got a paskin, right? You've got to give a verdict. Therefore, we watched when you came in. We knew you were from Jew. <laughs> think we didn't know, do research on you. We knew exactly everything about you. And we know all about from Jews as well. And we saw you were unsure about your religion. Is this something you're going to hold with or something you're not going to hold with? Yes, the Yarmulke, no, the Yarmulke. You weren't sure about your image. You weren't sure of yourself. You weren't sure of your religion. So he said, that's it. We can't have someone like that as a judge. You know, sometimes we walk around and we think that we have to do certain things. We're not sure of ourselves. We have to be sure of what we have. We have a Rabbi Nishlanim. We have a Gavaldiga Yiddishkeit that gives us everything we need. We have a Rabbi that we could talk to. Yes, sometimes it's embarrassing. Yes, sometimes we have to go, you know, swimming against the tide. But after all, we have to remember who we are and what we have. And like Ravazia said, the Yamaka is not necessarily for the outside world. It is for us to remember the Shechina is always above us. That's why the Rav Shinshapinka says that women don't need to wear a yarmulke because women always have to automatically have this Kavaldaga closeness with the Rabbi That's why they don't have Tfilin. That's why they don't have Tzitzis because they don't need that reminder. We need the reminder constantly to remember that we are a yid and we have the Rabbi Shaman in front on top of us. Basically, tomorrow, then you still give.